0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Welcome to Health and Living with me, T. Shao Ik. Our hands are so central to our daily functions and activities that we can't imagine life if we lose the use of these limbs. Is it possible to regain our hand functions if they are injured after an accident or disabled perhaps due to conditions like arthritis? Today on the show, I'll be speaking to two occupational therapists, Ahmad Yazid Bin Jus and Siti Firos Ismail, about the role of occupational therapy when it comes to Rehabilitation for hand injuries Yazid and City. thank you so much for joining me today how are the both of you?
2: Uh, we are doing good. Thank you, uh, Shohik, for inviting us for this session. Yes, thank
0: you.
1: Absolutely. For the <clears throat> it is my pleasure and I think it's uh, an area of discussion that's so important because I think hand injuries can be considered quite common considering uh, the high rate of, say, um, road transport accidents Correct. that we have, occupational uh, uh, Hazard. uh, incidents, mm-hmm. hazards, yeah, as well as those some of those... Um, Uh, Sort of wear and tear conditions That I mentioned such as arthritis So um, we will break down Some of those I'm sure Um, And and perhaps we can Start off by looking at um, In the course of Your work um, What kinds of injuries Conditions or issues Do you come across Where um, the work Of an occupational therapist Is required Either one
2: yeah, I will start with that. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm currently working in the hospital setting, where most of our patients who come into our center—I mean, I'm working in the hand and center, Panta Hospital. I mean, all the patients that come into our place are hand injury patients. Actually, we can group them into two groups. Uh, first, it probably be coming from a traumatic hand injury, or also non-traumatic injuries. For Traumatic and injuries, uh, this, it, it may be because of injury occurred because of fall, motor vehicle accidents, or some common injury when you are walking, when you are running a sport injury. Okay, uh, non-traumatic injuries uh, may come from those who are doing too much of work. We call it repetitive strain injury. Those who play, do, do, uh, use a lot of computer. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. What about yeah. sports? Do sports uh, or the playing of certain sports come under repetitive strain injuries as well?
2: Usually a sports is under traumatic. I can classify it as under traumatic uh, injuries mm. because uh, it may uh, uh, the injury are caused by a sudden uh, movement and then they may break the ligament or the bones. Yeah.
1: Okay. So <coughs> when it comes to repetitive strain which I think uh, many of our listeners also will be interested in
0: uh, a city. Are we talking about what is uh, people always call couple tunnel syndrome? Uh, okay, so couple tunnel syndrome is one of the repetitive strain injury which caused by the repetitive movement of the wrist uh, and uh, cause some inflammation in the wrist area. So there's a, quite a number of repetitive strain injury like the um Injury that caused by the movement of the thumb really involved with people who are working with um, mouse, monitor, typing and some people were like sewing using scissors in the industry so that all can cause the repetitive strain injury.
1: Mm. We tend to think of the hand as like the fingers being the primary um, areas um, that are of concern when you think about the hand but if we talk about the structures, when you look at hand injuries, um, what is the entire scope in terms of the structures that can be involved? Uh,
2: I think the hands are a complex part of the body made up of bones, tendons, nerves, muscles, ligament, and veins. Injury can cause acute inflammation and pain, which definitely limit the use of the hand. For example, uh, a single fracture of the hand bone can cause the laceration to other soft tissue structure like tendon, nerve, muscles, ligament and others. And then disability of grip something is influenced by a good structure and functional of the muscles and tendon. Other than that, nerve cuts also can cause weakness of the muscles because of the nerve are the cables which carry electrical impulses to, con- to contract the muscles and hints moving the part of the body.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, and city. when <coughs> you think about how if things like grip is affected, how does that relate to the kinds of daily functions and abilities that will be affected for that individual?
0: Okay, for a hand, we actually perform many types of movement. There's pinching, there's a gripping movement that we use the hand. So um, if someone gets injured, for example, like fracture, they cause inflammation and sometimes the post-operative complication can cause some stiffness over the hands so that's why the hand the grippings may be influenced after that sort of injuries Mm.
1: so then gripping is used in uh, lots of daily work yes of course Um, being able to do activities um, just the daily routines, right? Feeding yourself, yes. um,
0: dressing. the hand is very important <sighs> for for the daily activities like we are dressing, we're buttoning our shirts, feeding, cleaning our personal hygiene, face, and all. yeah, yeah, yeah. and not to mention, of course, then depending on your occupation,
1: yes, of work course. that mm. needs hands, even things like driving. Um, Mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) everything is affected, isn't it? Um, So then I guess it would bring us to the question of what is the outlook like for individuals after they've uh, either suffered a traumatic injury or or have the non-traumatic repetitive stress problems? um, How do you look at their recovery and their rehabilitation? Mm. Before we narrow in on the role of... um, OT. What, what is the bigger picture first in terms of what does that whole journey of, of recovery look like?
2: Okay, uh, first, uh, the patient needs to identify their conditions. Most of the patients that come to us, uh, sometimes uh, they have these symptoms a very long time. Okay, they need to identify. It. So I would like to say, pain, numbness is early signs of the symptoms you having problem in the con- for problem for your hand, right? Mm. Uh, they need to com- get a consultant from the doctor, and the doctor will refer them to us with their conditions, and we will do our assessments. Our assessments. When we do the assessment, then we will start uh, try to identify what are the problem. Sometimes the problem are caused by their. Uh, uh, daily daily routines which is not in proper body mechanic so we'll teach them how to do a proper body mechanic how to protect their joints and then after that we will give them like a time frame the patient itself need, need to be with us I mean we are doing client-centered we, we need to ask to them what are their uh, short-term amps first and then what are the long-term amps you the short- term like uh, to 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 be able to them to regain uh, daily activity mm-hmm. and then the long term M's probably uh, they can go back to their uh, leisure yeah so all this will take some times uh, uh, it depends on type of injury.
1: Okay mm. all right so <coughs> uh, at what point uh, city does the occupational therapist uh, actually come into the picture?
0: Occupational therapy involve in any hand injuries as early as day one or maybe before the any surgery. <laughs> So, we work with, uh, closely with the surgeon, and sometimes we also come into the operation theatre to look at the operation being done. So, as early as day one, we start with um, immobilisation, the injured part, because we want to protect the healing of the bone, the nerve. So, we provide like a splinting that we call a splinting to protect uh, a device that externally protects the part of the injured.
2: Mm-hmm. Can I add something? Show yes. you? Uh, the most important thing for me is uh, patient educations. I think mean, any treatment without patient education will not complete. So the time they spend with us to, for doing therapy is like one hour up to uh, one to a half hour. But when we teach them how to do exercise at home, how to protect their joints, how to do a board, proper body mechanic, that also help them in long-term run. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's... So I would like to align, I mean, patient education. So we educate our patients not to uh, use their hand in too much. They need to have a rest, a break in between when they're doing computer. Like computer, maximum, like we had to spend two hours using computer, they need to have a break five to ten minutes, then continue the job. Because job will never finish, I tell you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you mean by proper body mechanics?
2: Yeah, proper body mechanics, uh, like, like that you're sitting, uh, the, the suggestion one is like you need to have a 90 degree of your hip, your knee in 90 degree, and your ankle is 90 degree. Mm-hmm. And you, the heights of the table must be in the same height of your hand, elbow. or your elbow in mm-hmm. 90 degree. Mm-hmm. Also, in the use of mouse, uh, you need to have a pad, like a gel pad, to protect your hand, so that you don't have, you don't have a uh, contact to the hard surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. We'll <clears throat> go for a quick break, and then we will continue this discussion and kind of try to uh, look a little bit more in detail uh, what kinds of um, therapeutic activities perhaps that clients do uh, during occupational therapy, and the importance of uh, sort of everyone around the individual supporting them throughout this uh, rehab journey. We're discussing occupational therapy for hand injuries today. My guests in the studio with me, Ahmad Yazid Bin Jus and City Fairos Ismail. Um, Yazid is an occupational therapist and um, City is actually now a lecturer in occupational therapy. So um, they are both the best experts to discuss this with me. So stay tuned to Health and Living BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Tishao Ik. Today, I'm discussing occupational therapy for hand injuries with my guests, Ahmad Yazid Binjus, who's an occupational therapist and Siti Firos Ismail, a lecturer in occupational therapy. But um, she's also familiar with um, clinical work in OT as well. Um, We've discussed how there could be traumatic and non-traumatic hand injuries uh, that can then cause uh, problems to different functions, uh, to different structures within the hand and then lead to the loss of certain functions and how occupational therapy um, is an important um, aspect of helping the individual to uh, regain function of their hands again. Um, I think this is something that probably comes up every time we discuss OT and how is OT in the rehab of hand uh, function different from what physiotherapists do?
2: Actually, this question is a very familiar question. <laughs> uh, many, patient, uh, many our clients uh, cannot differentiate between OT and PT. Like, OT focuses on enabling patients to perform daily activity, while PT works on physical recovery. For example, for attendant injury, a physiotherapist might concentrate on strengthening exercise while OT would teach techniques in buttoning a shirt and holding a utensil and working complementarily. Mm-hmm. Occupational therapists focus on enabling clients to perform occupational activities or also known as functional activity, including uh, basic instrumental living activities, work, education and play and leisure. Meanwhile, physiotherapy. Work on physical recovery Example To regain muscle strength And range of motions And endurance mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, <coughs> What The OT does Particularly Is very much Dependent On The individual's Daily life Right. Correct. You're not looking yeah. At the limb yeah. Just as a limb mm-hmm. You're looking at This person What do they do In their life What do they What their job May mm-hmm. be yes do they have children they need to take care of and then and
0: then that's how you uh, look at what they need to achieve. Is that right? Yeah, we're looking at the functional outcomes, which means the ability to do the occupational activities where we address it at uh, activities of daily living, the, the ability to feed themselves as mm. maximum as they can, ability to get back to work for the kids, for example, ability to play, which is their the main role, their occupation. Mm. Yep.
1: Mm. How much pre-injury function can one regain after OT and physiotherapy and, and all of the rehab?
2: It depends on the severity of the injury. For instance, uh, fracture may take uh, 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 shorter times if if involves nerve. Nerve will cause uh, slightly longer period of time. Okay, uh, so some because you see, if, if some person have a nerve cut or nerve injury, right, when the doctor do surgery, uh, our nerve is not like a wire. When you when you connect a wire, the electric will straight away g- flow, right? But nerve, when the doctor already stitch together, repair together, the movement of the sensation is one day is one mm, very slow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. we need to compensate. Usually, if they uh, if nerve injury, there's something to do with sensations, which is which is uh, not not very good to patients because they cannot feel uh, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whether it's sharp. So mm. we need them, we ask them to always always take care of their hand by looking at mm. your eyes. Use your other senses to compensate the senses that you are lost. Mm. Uh, we teach them about that. I see. Yeah, okay. uh, and the level of function regain after the injury also it depends on the severity and duration of healing of the soft tissue. And I say lah, like, nerve will uh, take longer time rather than bones. And then the most important thing is the client compliances. You know, the the time spent with us is only one hour. I, I mentioned it somehow. Well. The patient need to know, we need to educate the patient, the, the time frame, the healing process of the total uh, injury.
1: Siti, mm. uh, the, the word that Yazid used um, to compensate, right? Mm-hmm. So, you are actually also teaching them to use everything that they have mm-hmm. so that they yeah. uh, can make up for perhaps certain things that they've lost. Yes. Um And that brings me to amputation. What if um, there is some form of amputation of the hand Mm -hmm. or some of the structures of the hand? Mm -hmm. Um, How then do you teach again for them to compensate uh, so that Mm -hmm. they can still
0: use the hand as they typically would? Okay, in case of amputation cases, we work in client centered approach in all of our treatment which we prioritize what the patient wants, what the patient needs. So in case of of amputations of any fingers, um, of the hand We Basically, we can use the prosthesis, the false hand that we can have, like robotic bionic. There are so many types of uh, prosthetic hands nowadays. But we can also, if the patient is not comfortable with that, we can teach the patient to use the other hands. Or maybe we can use any kinds of adaptive device that can help them, for example, um, to enlarge any uh, handles to hold, to, to, to enlarge the... Uh, pencil grip, so that's kinds of um, adaptive. And also, we can teach the other hand, the uninjured hand, to get writing, feeding using uh, the unaffected hand mm. as a dominant hand letter. Oh, especially if if the amputated hand yes. was the so dominant. Yes. So we we do the training ah. based on patients' need and priority. Mm. Yeah. Is all of this a long process? Of course, like uh, Mr Yazid said, it depends on the patient's compliance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, that's number one. Uh, we as much We help them By one hour At least per week But it's all depends On patients Home regime Exercise Are they uh, Really follow Our home regime Exercise at home uh, We
2: also uh, Do our home visits yes. We come to our To the patients' home mm. And uh, we look at The surrounding Whether they are Following our instruction Or not mm. Yeah It's like a Like a, a spot check uh, spot check la. <laughs> uh, That's good for them it's, go- it's, not, it's actually for them Not for us la.
1: <laughs> But Do you First set A sort of timeline Let's say Within six weeks You should have Achieved this And so on Or is that Very individualised
2: It's It's I would rather say It's individualized mm-hmm. But the patient itself Need to come to our side Okay Within this six weeks I would like to have this So I would be able To grip this Okay So we will set The time frame of the patients, the patients And we need to uh, uh, We need to test them I mean We need to like Work on the t- M mm. Work M the t- target lah, Whatever mm. target We set for them
1: Mm. Yeah. So are there things that they need to modify
0: at home as well? You say when you do home visits. Um, yes, for the home visit, we're actually assessing um, the accessibility at home. For example, uh, maybe in the kitchen, in the workspace, uh, in the bedroom. Are there, Sometimes the patient comes with... Uh, uh, dependence in mobility they need to use wheelchair or whatever so we can like recommend or what what is suitable and what are not during the home visit mm-hmm. so
1: a lot of mention of compliance um but of course um, you know it's never going to be a smooth road Co- for everyone yes. Yes. what are some challenges that your clients face what maybe sometimes gets them down and they find difficult to push through
2: Uh, Clients often face frustrations, fatigue and uncertainty during rehabilitation, especially in the periods of slow or minimal progress. Mm -hmm. I mean, we as a therapist need to work closely with clients to support and motivate them through these challenges. In case of a client's need to start using their hands, for example, they need to return to work, but the progress is slow, so we can help the client by providing equipment and adaptive devices, like like we mentioned before. Other than home visit, we also can arrange for work visit to analyse their job requirement. And OT will recommend any work modification if necessary, and will work closely with the employer in return to work Mm programme.
1: Do either of you have examples of how you've worked with some clients and
0: their employers? Okay, for example, um, for patients that have to go to go back to work, so we actually do um, workplace visit. So we look at the demand or the job requirement that they have to do, and we match with the capability of the client. So if there's any gap that the patient cannot do, the job as required, so we have to discuss with the employer. What should be modified? What should be modified? What are the uh, requirement that may maybe need? That maybe the patient, uh, the client, need some more time to, to, to complete the task. So we have to discuss that. That is called as a return to work program. Mm. It is a very specialized uh, systematic plan that we work closely with the employer.
1: When it comes to
0: talking to the employers, what have you found? Are they receptive? It depends on the company. Sometimes a very big company, it depends on the management, it depends on the financial budget, um, human resource. Uh. Mm-hmm. If they're keen to, to accept the return to work program, they may have to spend um, more financially to modify the, the workstation or whatever, but sometimes it may be beneficial for the other staff that may have the risk to get the same injuries as what the client's. Had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You know,
1: speaking of support from employers, there's also
0: support from
1: caregivers and the family members around that individual. Um, what is important in that aspect to help clients stay motivated and, and sort of not regress, I suppose?
2: Yeah, I think uh, caregivers play a big role in helping the patients. Caregivers can support a rehabilitation by assisting the a patient with exercise, providing emotional support and making necessary home modifications. I mean, uh, if a, if the if the patient himself are kids, so the parents need to help the kids in doing their daily tasks with the limitation they have. We encourage the patient to use the other hand uh, in daily activity. I mean, caregivers, uh, the the parents, uh, I mean, the, the the spouse actually need to give uh, attention to our. Patients.
1: Mm, yeah. Yep. At this point, are there any examples that you'd like to share of uh, having worked in with the different types of injuries and and how OT has uh, helped them to recover the use of their their hands again?
2: Yeah, I would. Uh, uh, in my centre, the most common injury uh, we are facing is uh, a distal radius fracture. Okay, distal radius fracture. I uh, mean, you have a fracture on your radial side. Radial this, uh, is the r- the bone. I mean, the, the the radius of wrist. wrist, wrist. The, the wrist bone. So uh, this common injury because of when you fall, the first thing you do, what you do, you try to hold using your hand. So the impact of the falls will uh, make your bone fracture mm. So as an OT, when the doctor already done surgery, they will send to us. So we will apply them a splint. We are we are good in. Fabricating a thermoplastic splint, which is a temporary splint until the bone is healed. Most of the patients, when they use a splint with the injured injured hand, they keep the injured hand. I mean, they keep means they don't use it, which we don't want it because the the splint is already there. They already protect the bones, so you can move the fingers, no problem, actually. But the 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 patient the, the patient that we're having, like they keep the hand, say so they use the hand. So our job is to to make sure that with the injury they have. With the splint they have, their on they can still use the hand, uh, the injured hand for some uh, light d- d- duty, light task. That's our role, mm. Mm.
1: Why do you want them to use it? What are the consequences if they continue to uh, leave that hand unused?
2: Yes, if the fracture are in the wrist, but if you don't use the hand, the elbow can be stiff, the fingers can be stiff. So that's why uh, we want them to use uh, the splint that we fabricate. It can be removable. When the uh, last time when you have a fracture, they will immobilize you for six weeks and come to us. Everything will become stiff. Mm-hmm. Now because of the spleen that we propagate, when they come to us as early as one week, the, we remove the spleen. We ask them to start the early mobilization because early mobilization will promote healing faster. So we need to convince them. The doctor have done a quite job good job in repairing the fracture and now it's for you to start using your hand slowly using your hand your fingers the elbow the shoulder need to move otherwise it all becomes stiff
1: what does a splint look like?
2: Uh, the splint that we do uh, by using a thermoplastic splint is that uh, we, we custom it by itself when thermoplastic we, we use thermoplastic when we put in the hot water it becomes melt when it melts we mold it into patient's hand when it molds so the spleen will uh, follow the contour of their hands mm. so uh, sometimes we need to adjust the spleen because early stage you will find your hand numb I mean uh swelling. After a few weeks, the swelling become less. So the, the thermoplastic itself can be remodeled. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, then we can use the, th- the thermoplastic for, for protection At the same time we ask the patient to move their hand. Right. Yeah.
0: City. any examples from your side? Um, maybe I can give example of the tunnel syndrome, mm. commonly um, mm-hmm. experienced by office worker, the yeah. clerk, the uh, customer service. So For that, we advise them on the workstation modification, the level of table, the use of the mouse, it cannot be too small, the distance from the the monitor to the eye level, which can also induce some sort of uh, neck injury, whatsoever. So, um, at the same time, we we, we provide spleen, which is um, an external device which can protect the wrist in that um, slightly extended wrist position. To reduce the movement of the wrist, which can also reduce the inflammation that can cause the carpenter syndrome, mm. that can uh, improve their work performance after that. Mm. Mm. Can OTs do anything when it comes to pain?
2: Yes, actually, a big. I mean, I would say pain is subjective. Some patients may may have a very. High threshold in pain some patient may not have so it depends we do assessment and then we need to identify what caused the pain okay uh, OT can teach our patient strategies for pain management such as a proper body mechanics uh, use by using additive equipment stress reduction techniques that's aiming for functional improvement without Exacerbating pain, like I said that just now, we also provide them splinting. We mm. also, uh, any part like the wrist, we, if they be having carpal tunnel pain, so we provide them a night splint. So they need to use the night splint for the rest uh, for them to rest to, to rest their wrist, so that the inflammation that I, having around the carpal tunnel area will become reduced mm,
1: Okay, um, City, what would you consider a good outcome, or how do you work with your clients to determine? You have
0: done a great job with OT. Uh-huh. Uh, you can go home and you don't need okay. to see your OT anymore. Okay. Uh, actually, because uh, in occupational therapy, before we start the intervention, we have our aims or goals of treatment. So the goals is actually being discussed with the patient, what they want, what they need. So what are the priorities that they want to have? So uh, when we have uh, like um, re-evaluation ongoing, so if we can see some sort of improvement, and if the patient already report that they have certain functional outcomes that satisfy themselves, so we can discharge them. Alright. Do you have a final message uh, that you'd
1: like to share for our listeners today when it comes to rehabilitation
2: for hand injuries? Yeah, for me, the most important thing, if you have problems with your hand, especially pain and numbness, you need to as soon as possible, find uh, a doctors to diagnose it and start any rehabilitation process as early as it can. Delayed in having treatment will cause severity of the injury and loss of function of your hand. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah. Same to Mister Yazid. <coughs> um, hand injury can start from very light numbness, very light pain on and off. It sometimes associate with the neck pain, radiate to the shoulder and neck pain. So, you should. Uh, refer to the consultant. All right. Thank you so much for speaking to me today.
1: I've been chatting with Ahmad Yazid Bin Jus, an occupational therapist and Siti Firos Ismail, a lecturer in occupational therapy. We've been discussing um, how that journey of rehab would look like if you have had a hand injury. You've been listening to Health and Living on BFM 89.9.
0: You have been listening to a podcast